This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek, as always, with my partner in liberation. I want to say crime. I always want to say crime, but... It, you can say crime if you want to. No, yeah, partner in crime, Steve Cockrum. Steve, what's the word today, brother? <laughs> well, uh, we, are, we are officially Brexited. Mm. We, we've actually left the European Union. So after all the years, so those of you who followed the podcast for the last 500 episodes, and we know that's nearly up to five and a half million of you now, the England has finally left, or let's just say the UK have finally left the European Union. So um, I told you I, it would happen eventually. I know there's a lot of consternation out there and maybe some <laughs> jub- jubilation, but it is 2020 yeah. started off with an exit. I mean, it happened. Bo- Boris go. pulled it off. Boris pulled it off. Indeed. Yeah. And he uh, now has a majority, the largest majority for uh, 30 years. So effectively, he can now actually lead and has a chance to be a true Eisenhower legacy generation because he's going to build infrastructure. If he's got any sense, he's going to build infrastructure all over the north of England, basically reconnect the regions and redistribute wealth. So I, you know, we'll get a chance to watch him and see how he does. But put it this way, compared to the disaster we could have had, We've actually finally got an opportunity. If they can't deliver it now, they're never going to. So, obviously, I'm slightly biased, but this is good news. <laughs> in, the, in the same same week, there yep. was there was almost a trumpet. Uh, <laughs> I, I just made that up. Like the, the, the Trump exit didn't happen. So, yes. uh, trumpet was the other uh, plant. Wonder why no one chose that. That would have been a I good can't brand. Th- I can't think why, Jeremy. At <laughs> <laughs> Brexit and a non-trumpet. So, uh, impeachment is over with, and now it goes right into the uh, right into the mess. So now, but, so once again, the Democrats have played right into Donald's hands because now he has been exonerated. It's been a witch hunt. It was fake news all the way along. There was no evidence. He's not impeached. Uh, He's ready to go and focus on basically getting his trade deal done with China. You mark my words. Two months to go, there'll be a massive breakthrough. The spike in the Dow, increase in the value of the dollar, and everyone will roll into November ready to coronate the great man for another four years. Well, this, this is not what we're talking about with the Liberator podcast today, but this is the reality of our worlds today. We've got some crazy things happening in the world, hmm. but what's really, really amazing for all of you listening, we do appreciate it. Uh, we, we know um, uh, how, how much fun that we have, uh, Steve and I, and how much we value you all who want to be Liberators, but today we're bringing on a Liberator, someone that we really, really appreciate and value for the work that he's doing, that they're doing. Uh, we have with us Mike Payton. Payton, good to have you here. He is C- visionary. I want to say CEO, visionary of EOS Worldwide. For those of you who don't know, um, if you haven't read Traction and you're an entrepreneur, you need to read Traction. It is one of the most effective and powerful books and resources out there. So, Mike, welcome to the Liberator Podcast. Jeremy, thank you. Steve, great to be here. Uh, you live in Minneapolis, and uh, so you, you know you're dealing with that nice um, thing called tundra uh, that most most people don't have to deal with. But uh, uh, good to have you here. We uh, we like to say in Minneapolis that it weeds out the week, so 100 <laughs> percent uh, comfortable with the weather here. Jeremy. I've got to ask, Mike, are you an ice fisherman? I am not. That is okay. one of the lovely. Uh, 
pastimes of northern residents that I have not yeah. picked up. I'm perfectly comfortable sitting by my fireplace in my home <laughs> rather than being out on the road. So. Well, one of the things, we lived in the States for five years, which is where we got to know Jeremy really well, was that every single American thinks their state is truly the best in the union. And honestly, Minnesota is no different, and they're selling me the opportunity to live in sub-zero temperatures for five months a year and ice fishing being a pinnacle of the northern experience. So I was like, guys, I think you need to try Phoenix in the winter. It might just be a little bit different. <laughs> Most of us have learned that a couple of well-timed trips south yeah, uh, are key to survival this time. Absolutely. So no question about it. <laughs> well, and then during the summer, uh, Steve had an experience, I think, where you got carried off by uh, the, state, the state bird, the mosquito. <laughs> the mosquito. So um, that's the other part of Minnesota. But anyway, <laughs> no, there's there's amazing highlights. We love Minnesota, actually. Yeah. We have a lot of good friends. Well, welcome to the podcast, and let's let's jump in. We're going to talk. Um, give us a who in the world are you? Just so our our um, you know we we jokingly say, well, Steve went to five and a half million. We've been saying four and a half million people on the podcast, but uh, uh, you know, actually, it's to our moms, Steve and Steve's mom. <laughs> but tell our moms who. Uh, a little bit about yourself, Mike, and then we'll we'll jump into EOS. Well, moms are kind of my favorite demographic, so that's going to work great. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, uh, I, you know, who I am, I'm a certified EOS implementer, first and foremost. I help entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses. Uh, a little more than five years ago, Gino Wickman, the founder of EOS Worldwide and the creator of EOS, asked me to... Um, take his place as the visionary for the organization that finds, recruits, trains, and supports other people like me around the world. And today we're an organization with 350 members in our professional EOS implementer community around the globe, truly worldwide. The the running joke, Steve, uh, is that in the early days, EOS Worldwide was called that because there was one guy just over the border in Canada. Yeah. And, uh, and today it's truly a worldwide <laughs> organization of highly capable, very talented, very passionate, independent business people who just want to help entrepreneurs and their leadership teams get what they want from their businesses. Now, for those listening, we, the reason we wanted to bring Mike on was um, the simple fact of how much influence EOS has had in our world in running um, our business from from Giant's perspective. And we've used it. If you've heard some of our episodes, we even talked about the, the book Traction and how we use the visionary integrator concept to really build out um, and scale. And everything that we do at Giant is about scalable people development. So when you look at uh, businesses, organizations, you have strategy, there's capital, and there's people. All three are important to really have a strategic plan, to have people aligned and to execute, uh, to have the capital to make sure you can actually keep the lights on and actually then grow. But then there's the people component. We focus on people, but we use and leverage traction because it's been so helpful uh, in our operational running of our business. And so uh, anyway, so Mike, good job. Thank you for what you're doing because it helps us do what we do, um, scale. And uh, so it was a really, really important piece to, to, to our puzzle. Steve, any, any thoughts on yeah. that? I think, Mike, to, just to say, um, one of the things I think, Jeremy and I, that would probably be by nature the visionary type characters is 
having the implementer role. I think one of the biggest ahas was me was when we were sifting our priorities and we would go, well, Rich, where's this? And he said, it's on the backlog. And we go, well, let's put it in. And then he'd ask the magic word, which were, uh, which would you like to take out? And we went like, no, 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 we just want them to do more. And it was that <laughs> aha, really, that most, that the entrepreneur usually assumes that people will die when they've got enough to do. And that ability of the integrator to manage the workflow through the organization, I think that was a, a, a seminal moment for us in our growth. So thank you for that. Yeah, and that's the, that's the blessing and the gift of an entrepreneur is nothing's ever impossible. And, it, mm. and without that mindset and, and drive and passion and belief in things that other people don't think are doable, we, we wouldn't have Britain. We wouldn't have the United States. We wouldn't have all these great things. Um, but at the same time, an inability to execute on everything at once mm. will undo you. And so that visionary integrator uh, tension is there for a reason because the art and science of picking exactly the right priorities, or let's just say in general, the right priorities quarter in and quarter out allows you to execute and build something. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to build it, uh, the greatest idea on the planet is, is functionally worthless. So it's about building cool stuff, not thinking of cool stuff. So let's picture everyone here at the Liberator Podcast, Mike, that we've got, let's just say that they're, we, we have a mix of entrepreneurs and corporate and all of that, but let's just say that they're leaders who are trying to build something. And let's, let's assume that everyone that's listening is an entrepreneur and you're sitting down in front of them. What do, what do you say to entrepreneurs for the first time? Like you just met somebody for the first time, you're in their world. What are the kind of questions that you ask? How do you get someone ready? for true traction and what that actually means. Yeah, so so you know the 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 start is I help entrepreneurs get what they want from their businesses and the people who for whom that resonates are my people, right? Anybody who's created or owns or is running an entrepreneurial company kind of knows that feeling of not getting everything you want. And so that's that's sort of a filter right there, right? If you you have that conversation with a cocktail in your hand and the person kind of glazes over and walks away, I'm good, right? And when they want to learn more, the next thing I'll share is that the way I do that is by working with a leadership team of an entrepreneurial company um, to get better at three things that are vital to success. And we call them vision, traction, healthy. Vision is getting everybody on the leadership team 100% on the same page with where you're going and how you plan to get there. Traction is instilling discipline and accountability everywhere in the organization. So as you walk around watching people work, they're executing on that vision every day rather than spinning wheels or worst case, seeming to work against you. And then healthy is making you a more cohesive, functional, open and honest team because often in a busy entrepreneurial company, everybody's running around like crazy and they don't gel as well as they could as a team. And from there, as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. And, and Jeremy, when, when that thought, those three things resonate with a person I'm talking to, there's a, a great potential we can do some fun work together and, and help them achieve their vision. Mm -hmm. No, it's great. Um, I, I think for us, we, how we've experienced it is you know, very much that we have a very clear vision at Giant. 
uh, and what we want to accomplish. And, and the, our vision of raising up liberators in every city and sector, um, how we want to, to actually grow people to become uh, know themselves, to lead themselves. So we spent a lot of time there. For us, we realized um, communication was really important for most organizations and relation relationships are really important. Where I feel like you guys have brought on the alignment and execution piece so well. And so we've taken our communication and relationships. So understanding personality, understanding self-awareness, understanding the core relational dynamics and put in the alignment pieces of traction that's really helped us to move. And it's been just vital. So I'm just agreeing with everything you said. Steve, any feedback on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's I realize, Mike, that you, in your sort of cycle of the things that need to be in place, the, the realization that we felt that we could do one really well. So kudos to you guys that you've done the rest of them as well. I think one of the, one of the questions I, I guess we're reflecting on at the moment is, is how do entrepreneurs who start things pass the baton well? So our observation is most entrepreneurs don't pass responsibility. Well, they're very good at passing responsibility. They don't usually give enough authority to go with that. And the, really the art of actually how do you empower those who have different gifts at different stages of the growth of an organization to really bring their best. I don't know whether you have any perspective on what you've seen with entrepreneurs and how traction can help an entrepreneurial leader think through how they pass that responsibility and authority at the right time in the journey and the growth. Yeah, you know, the first thing I would say is by working with the entire leadership team and not doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with the entrepreneur. Mm. We're engaging the team in the two-way communication necessary to help an entrepreneur let go. Mm. So, you know, a, a, a very common model for people who own and run their own businesses is they go get individual help and then they're telling their coach a story about how the rest of the team is behaving that really maybe doesn't square with reality all the mm -hmm. time. Because when you're close to be, you guys see this as much as anybody, when you're close to one another every day, just some bad stuff tends to happen. You know, it's a family and, and mm -hmm. nobody ever talks about their functional family. There's dysfunction there. And so, you know, just getting the whole team in the room and facilitating open and honest communication and gradually building the confidence of the team members to communicate with one another, including the owner or the boss or whatever you want to call it in a loving but tough way is really critical. And then the other thing is, um, you know, I love, I think it's Peter Drucker who said the bottleneck is always at the top of the bottle. Hmm. So you need to want to grow beyond your own capacity if you're going to let go. And there are lots of successful businesses out there whose owners don't want to grow beyond their own capacity because control is far too important to them. And the, mm -hmm. the, the, the satisfaction of being central to all the great customer relationships and product development and, and key hires and all that stuff is too important to them. And I don't want to fix those people, mm -hmm. but if you want to grow beyond your own capacity, EOS is a framework for helping you do that with a great team around you and alignment and clarity and accountability and discipline and, and a mission. 
Okay, you said people call you Peyton, so I'm going to call you Peyton. Peyton, uh, tell tell us about uh, your tell us about an experience where uh, someone wanted this, but they didn't do it. So, what often happens? What keeps people like it's the bottleneck? But like, walk through a situation with a client who's brought you in or brought someone in, but then it didn't happen. Why doesn't it, this happen? Like, what keeps people? from actually experiencing success? Well, there are three things I think that, and I'll, gi- I'll give some context and then I'll give you an example. There are three things I think really important if you want to use EOS or any framework for execution to, to um, take your business to the next level. And, and f- with an, from an EOS standpoint, you got to want to grow. You got to be growth minded and, and growth can be internal or external. If you're, more afraid of change than you are the status quo, don't talk to me or any of our professional implementers around the world. And quite frankly, you shouldn't be on this podcast and you shouldn't <laughs> talk to a liberator, right? So, so the growth orientation is absolutely critical. This belief that there's a better tomorrow available to you if you'll invest some time, energy, and work and make some sacrifices to create greater good of the organization is critical. In an EOS company, you got to love simplicity, favor simplicity versus complexity. Um, complexity is a place where people who like control tend to want to hang out. Uh, because if I'm the only person who knows how this machine works, it's easier to maintain control. When things are crystal clear, painfully simple, and a brand new employee gets where we're going and how we plan to get there within a week or two of starting, gosh, the world is your oyster, but you're surrendering control to other people. And then lastly, you got to be personally comfortable with accountability. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many leaders want everyone around them to be accountable, but God forbid I have to keep my own promises. And, um, you know, the basic premise is, you can't have a handful of rules, expect everybody else to follow them, and then demonstrate that you don't have to follow them yourselves. I, I think what is great is that the idea, leaders define culture, and you said it from the very beginning, if you don't have the right growth mindset, if you really don't want to grow, then anything you do, EOS or anything, is probably not going to happen, right? You actually have to, leaders have to define the culture. Once they define the culture, the problem that I hear you saying is a lot of times as the CEO will want something, they'll have a coach, they'll talk to them about, but this is actually an approach where you bring the team on board, getting that team connected and moving. And that's what happened with us. For us having visionary, bringing the integrator in and then letting Rich run the system, that's where we saw traction. And, that's, and then you put on that uh, a great business model. You know, we have a SaaS business model with an integrator who can kill it. And then it's allowing the vision to be there. It's allowing the integration to happen without the drama that usually unfolds. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's a common story, as you all know, um, entrepreneurs are great builders of things, preferably from scratch when grit, determination, creativity, fearlessness, you know, all of those things are at a prime. We don't like keeping the trains running on time. It's, that's boring. 
Yeah, and that's the kindest possible word I could use to describe it. <laughs> right. Why is that even necessary? Shouldn't the trains just run on time, right? And then the people who are responsible for that hear us talk like that, and they're like, dude, you have no idea how hard it is just to keep the trains running on time. And so that dichotomy exists in all businesses. Yeah. And, and the appreciation for the value both of those roles bring to an organization is absolutely mm -hmm. critical because great companies don't break through ceilings repeatedly without great vision and yeah. fearlessness and grit. And at the same time, they don't have a strong foundation from which to do that stuff from if the trains aren't running on time. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, I mean, Mike, I mean, honestly, I think we started almost identically. We, we brought the first program Jeremy and I ran. We had 24 leaders that agreed to come on our first program called X or Executive Core. Um, only Jeremy could sell fresh air at that sort of stage. And we realized that same principle that they were sharing their own challenges. But actually, the sometimes when we went to meet the team, the perspective of what the team thought were the challenges were different. And we moved at that moment to go, do you know, in the new world, the team, high-performing team is more valuable than the talented individual and really focused almost all of the investment. And I guess our love of the, I guess, the personality world of celebrating the difference that each voice brings and I think that's another key piece for us. We're going, you know, we're pioneers, we're connectors. We're always into the future, dreaming, visioning, but 73% of people are present, detail-orientated people who actually we tend to always, well, I, let's make it personal, didn't used to understand how valuable they were to the success of organizations. So I think this, you know, the, the same you're saying is, how do you actually give everyone a chance to bring their best, to create a team where everyone feels engaged. That really, I think, has been where we've come up, you know, similar, we're both deeply committed to that process. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's the great gift of EOS that, that Gino has given the world mm. is it's a framework for clarifying, mm. simplifying, and achieving a vision for your organization. And the vision isn't just, how we're going to grow revenues and conquer the world. It's what are the core values of the people around us that really matter? And, yeah. and what does each job in this organization mean? What do we need to do really well every day to achieve that vision? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're building an organization from the ground up, you're often far too busy to set aside time to think deeply about that and communicate clearly and repeatedly to your people. And so, when we talk about EOS, we'll sometimes say it's just a system for managing human energy. All organizations are little bundles of human energy. And to the extent you can get all that human energy uh, oriented in one direction, committed to achieving one vision, you really can conquer the world, whatever business you happen to be in. Yeah. But you can't expect that one rousing speech on the shop floor six years ago is going to do that. It's hard work. And that's the job of a visionary leader is, yeah. you know, I love Lencioni's uh, uh, content from a, uh, his book, The Advantage. He says, you know, leadership teams have three jobs, create clarity, communicate clarity, and over-communicate clarity. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess one of the, one of the questions that we're often asked. So this is almost like we're we're asking you now. We're sitting on your couch here, or pretending it's on behalf of a friend of ours. So when successful entrepreneurial endeavors grow, and that actually you begin to have more people and more complexity in the system. How have you found, have you been able through Traction to help an EOS actually continue to preserve that kind of vision, that core DNA that made the company successful? I guess, how have you been able to scale as you have more people involved in the system and how do entrepreneurs do that well? Yeah, so, um, you know, what, what Gino noticed in the early days is, is entrepreneurial leaders are different from corporate leaders in that we have to fit leadership and management and strategic decision-making and vision work in between the margins of the day jobs we all have, right? Mm-hmm. So one minute we're picking up cigarette butts out front because the, we don't like the way the place work looks. Mm-hmm. And 20 minutes later, we're dealing with a tough employee issue or a dissatisfied customer or and 20 minutes later, we're making a major strategic decision. And so what he recognized is this feeling that we're being beset by 136 issues simultaneously is a very common feeling for entrepreneurial leaders. And he started to notice patterns and trends in all the issues that his clients would bring into his session room. And those patterns and trends told him all the problems, challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, inability to execute on priorities, et cetera, that all fit into six key components of a truly well-run business. And those six key components are vision, where we're going and how we plan to get there, people, having the right people in the right seats, data, running the business on objective information that helps you make better, stronger, faster decisions rather than feelings, emotions, egos, and vague sensations of despair and greatness. And uh, issues solving ability, the ability to set issues up as they arise, acknowledge we have them, and then make them go away forever rather than duct tape and twining them, hoping they don't all blow up. The process component is the ability to get the most important things in the business done the right and best way every time, keeping the trains running on time in a way that frees leaders, managers, and even line-level staff up to create truly exceptional experiences in the margin. And then uh, the traction component is about executing on the vision, you know, with real discipline, real accountability and proper focus. And so that's how we do it. We, we give our clients a framework for executing on the vision and aligning people around it and a set of simple, complete tools that makes this work accomplishable. Um, and, and it's practical, real-world stuff that works in entrepreneurial companies. I think Fantastic. for us, uh, I, I, I love that. I, and we that's why we wanted to bring uh, Mike on um, here for all the listening because of the idea of using a, a system. And to grow, you need system. You need alignment. You need people executing. You need the focus. Um, for the giant piece... We've, we've been told by so many people who are using traction of how giant aligns so well with it because of the simple fact that we're developing people uh, in deep ways around personality and emotional intelligence. Well, all that does is help that system even grow faster. So that's the interesting part. We have so many different people going, oh my goodness, the alignment between you two and your organizations. We're using 
uh, EOS in our scalable people development business. But people always screw up vision or they always make vision happen. They're either an asset or they're a liability. And we've noticed a lot of times leaders will view people as a liability when they do have that mindset, then they set people up for failure versus if they view people as an asset and they develop them, then they will develop them in the right way. And so that's why we wanted to bring uh, you on, Mike. We wanted to have the conversations um, really at, on the Liberator podcast for Giant. Of like These are two um, uh, complementary organizations. When you put them in play, they really, really work. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you sharing that. And I grew up a big sports fan. I'm incapable of communicating without sports analogies, but... <laughs> You know, you can have the best game plan in the world, and if you don't have the best players to execute that game plan, mm. you're going to fail. You can have the best people in the world, and if you don't have a coherent game plan, formation, strategy, playbook, whatever you want to call it, they're going to fail. You really need it all. And I believe the work you're doing, building the leadership capabilities and the communication capabilities of the people who staff and lead entrepreneurial companies plus a winning framework that's proven to help entrepreneurs is a great combination. It's great. Steve, any, any last thoughts from you from the other side of the pond? Uh, only just realizing obviously that, that Peyton is a Manchester United fan and just as a Liverpool fan, what, what a joy it is to after 30 <laughs> years of pain to finally, finally be able to say how much I'm looking forward to the end of the season. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and all the Manchester United fans, I'll just say I'm really a Sir Alex Ferguson fan yes, and I'm also good. a Jurgen Klopp fan. We want to talk about great leadership. Yeah. Fun to watch. So enjoy it. As that, long that's, as yeah. that's, that's incredibly gracious of you, which which is usually very untypical of Manchester United fans. Well, and I'll, I'm the proud owner of two uh, uh, Van Dyke jerseys and a okay. Mosala jersey and a Sadio Mane jersey because my boys are huge Liverpool fans. Oh, it's and the cycle again. They, I, will I be, was... they will be so happy <laughs> to hear that I was on this podcast. Oh, thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Well, hey, thanks uh, so much, Mike, for being with us. Thanks for uh, all you're doing. Really, uh, for those, uh, how would people find anything about uh, EOS? What's the best way to, to connect with you guys? Yeah, very simple. EOSWorldwide.com was built to be a resource center for entrepreneurs and leadership team members who want to learn more, take their business to the next level, and uh, achieve their vision. And if anyone wants to, um, and you all know how to find us, uh, giant.tv, if you want to uh, take a look at what we're doing or ask us uh, any questions, uh, those who listen, who want to know more about EOS, we'd be glad to give you a testimonial of, of how we've used it and uh, how powerful, but to connect directly at eosworldwide.com. Um, thanks so much for being with us. Sure appreciate it. Sure uh, appreciate all of you listening. And uh, until next time. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.